Well, welcome everybody to another edition of Last Christian. My name is J.D. Williams here in beautiful East Texas, God's country. And joining me all the way from New York City, my co-host, my brother in Christ, Mr. David Paxton. Uh, David, I want you first of all to say hello, and then we got a special guest that uh, I know that you want to introduce today. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, everybody. Welcome from New York City. It's uh, fun and exciting over here. But even more fun and exciting is we have a really special guest today, and it's uh, uh, Dr. Mike Spaulding. He's a pastor out in Lima, Ohio. And in my circle, we actually like to call him uh, the pastor's pastor because he keeps all of us in line. And, uh, you know, he's a dear friend. He, he and his wife, Kathy, are dear friends of me and my wife. And uh, uh, I just can't wait to share him with you, Dr. Mike. Oh boy, I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to him too. Go ahead, there, uh, doctor. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for the invitation, David. It's always great to talk with you, my brother and JD. It's good to meet you finally. Well, it's an honor uh, to have you on. Uh, I don't usually do this, okay? I don't usually do it, and the audience knows this. But uh, you've got a radio station out there, and um, you are kind enough to uh, broadcast this show on your station. Let everybody know what that station is. And uh, I, w- I wouldn't even mind if you let people know what time Last Christian airs on it. Well, thank you very much, J.D. Uh, my wife, Kathy, uh, is the program director, so she would know what exactly what time slot that's in. Um, I know it's on the weekends. I yeah, it's, I think it's on Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's on Sunday. So WTTPFM, that's the call signs, WTTPFM um, in Lima, Ohio. And that came about, um, well, some of your listeners may know that Calvary Chapels. Uh, I love Calvary Chapel. Radio stations. I love Calvary Chapel. I got to tell you, I, you know, I listen to Dr. Or I don't know if he's a doctor or not. I listen to Jack Hibbs. A lot, no, yeah, you know, yeah, and uh, yeah. uh, I really appreciate it. I'm, I don't mean to butt in on you, but I, I just had to say that because I love Calvary Chapel. It is faith-based. It is Bible-based. It is truth. It is good. It is something that people need to pay attention to. Get away from those pastors that uh, want to give their own interpretation to the Bible, but instead listen to what it really says. With that, uh, Mike, go Amen. ahead. Couldn't have said it better, J.D., so uh, WTTPFM, we're, we're online, uh, WTTPFM.com. So you can, you can stream us live wherever you're at from the uh, website and catch um, JD and David's show there. And I, 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 I think you're right. It's on Sundays. Um, now, our station, by the way, I just want to say this. Uh, our radio station is uh, 24-7 Bible teaching. It, it isn't music. It's, that's it's, wonderful. It's a whole different, that's, it's a yeah, whole it's different uh, uh, radio station from what's out there today. God gave us that vision 25 years or more ago, and he brought it to fruition in uh, 2015. Um, we won on the air in 2016, and um, we've got, uh, got a very, and growing, uh, listenership here in the area. We're, we're just thrilled to have it. It's 24 7, 365, sharing the gospel of, of Jesus Christ. So we're thankful, very grateful to the Lord for giving us that. Amen. And I've, I've been to that website and, you know, I've seen the shows that, uh, that, that you carry. 
and I would strongly encourage everybody to go listen to his station. I, I think I think you'll find it uh, very edifying. And again, yeah. they teach the Bible the way it's supposed to be taught. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, I think this Jack show is on seven thirty. JB, I'm sorry. I said I think Jack Hibbs is on seven thirty Monday yeah. through Friday. Just yeah. for your list, since you mentioned Jack's name, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I, another guy that I listen to a lot is Amir Tesfarte. I know you don't have him on your station, I don't believe, but I'm, I listen no, to don't. Amir a lot. You know, I, I enjoy him as well. Um, now, for everybody listening, uh, we are going to have our newscast today. We are going to get into news, and we're probably going to have to condense it a little bit and move. You know. Um, Anyway, I want to get as much information out of uh, uh, out of Mike as I can before we lose him. His mm-hmm. time, you know, uh, I was lucky to get him. Uh, David Paxton, I should say, uh, is the one that that found him and was able to convince him to come on. I don't know what kind of arm twisting you had to do, David, but uh, whatever it was, thank you very much for that. But what I want to do mainly here, uh, we'll get to news later. Okay, we're going to get to all the news later. Uh, and, you know, there, there's stuff going on in the world right now that, that people need to know about. I'm going to put this up here on screen really, really quick. NATO is actually fearing a Russian invasion at this time. Okay, there is, I, I'm going to go into it in detail. I'm going to tell you exactly which country it is. And we're also going to be talking about Christian persecution. I have a segment on that coming up uh, for you later, uh, and also some comments that were made. Anybody listened to, I hope you don't, but listen to Bill uh, Maher, um, Real Time with Maher on, uh, I think he's on Saturday nights. He is an atheist. He uh, is a left winger all the way. Um, But I've got some interesting stuff coming off of his show. If you remember um, Carville, who was uh, with Bill Clinton, uh, he has made some comments about Christians that should terrify every American. And I'm going mm. to show that to you uh, later on in the broadcast today. But right now, David, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and let you go full screen with Mike. Okay, why? And, I just want you guys, uh, uh, Mike, I want you to really get into, into your station, your mission, uh, and, and that type of thing, and uh, let you and David roll for a little bit. So with that, here you all go. All right. So I wanted to um, just bring uh, Mike on the show because um, Mike is a, a light in this dark world. When when all the uh, other churches are, not all of them, but most of the other churches are going woke and, and doing all this crazy nonsense, he's steady, even keeled across the board. And you know, verse by verse, just like you know, Calvary Chapel, it's verse by verse studies. And you put together a, a series of books like this too, Mike. Why don't you tell us about those? Yeah, well, thank you for that, David. And um, even how we met way back in, well, 20, ooh, 18, 17, now. 18, something yeah. around there. Um, the Lord pulled that together because he knew about today, right? I, I, I always want to say that the Lord knew what he was doing then because he knew about today. He knew yeah. that we would be on this show. He knew that we would be chatting about these things. He knew the ministries he was going to give to you 
and and to Kathy and I, and 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 so he brings all these things together for his purpose, and that's to honor him. So, yeah, chapter by chapter, book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, is is a good way to teach the scriptures. I I think it's the best way to teach the scriptures. One of the things that it that it affords, or we could say, does not allow for. Uh, dodging, dodging of certain topics or certain certain themes. When when you tackle a book and you just keep progressively going through the scriptures, um, you can't really miss anything. You you've got to cover everything. You've got to address everything, which means that you have to do you have to do your studying. And and I'm afraid that today what we what we see in a good many places um, is that pastors are not taking the time to study the the word to study the scriptures and to seek the lord's face what is this saying we need to understand what it says of course in its original context but then we need to know okay lord what's what's the application for today how can we equip people certainly with historical knowledge but we need to understand how does this apply to us today and uh, there aren't a lot of folks that are still doing that because it's much easier to, well, cave into what I call moral therapeutic deism, which mm. is provide a God that just makes people feel better, right? Feel better about themselves. Um, and that's not the function of a pastor. A pastor is to serve the Lord, to provide thus saith the Lord, and to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to people uh, in that way. So, that's one of the reasons why so many places are anemic. We have so many issues within the body of Christ. I'm just going to throw this out there. I had a conversation with somebody um, Friday. It was Friday over their lunch hour. I met with them and we were discussing certain things. And he made an observation. He said, you know, the percentage of, of churched people, people who profess faith in Christ and the percentage of people who do not profess faith in Christ are just about the same on the subject of pornography. Let that sink in for oh. a second. The, the same percentage of Christian men, and, and by the way, Christian, those who profess faith in Christ among women, they're the fastest rising demographic within that statistic of pornographic wow. viewing. So, so, and my point is this, when we don't teach the scriptures consistently for what it really says, we're not really equipping people to withstand the, the onslaught of, of wickedness that's in our world today. We don't have really, when you get right down to it, David, we don't have anything else to give people but Jesus. I mean, that's all we've got. If, they're, if we're giving them, Ultimately, yeah. yeah, if we're just giving them our opinions, um, trying to make them feel better so they'll come back to the next service we are doing a disservice to the lord and i would even go so far as to say that's disobedience to the lord and he'll have something to say about that for us sooner rather than later most likely but the books come about so you already know this but i've, I've been blessed to write a, a number of books and and those books come about as a result of that deep dive into the scriptures to try and understand what it is actually saying to the original hearers, those who received it first, but also then the application. 
and and you and I are good friends, so I can say this, and folks will understand uh, because I have knowledge of this. Uh, David is very very good at providing a modern application to what the Scripture says. I we were we were chatting for we went on the show, and you're doing a uh, I think on Thursday night a Bible study in Genesis, and so that that proves my point, right? You've been you've been five weeks mm-hmm. now in 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 Genesis in the one. first verse. Then the first verse, yes. <laughs> There's a lot in there. <laughs> well, I know a guy, I don't know, in the body or out of the body. Uh, he spent six weeks talking about in the beginning God. So I understand mm-hmm. where you're. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what David's been doing. It's, it's, uh, uh, it, it has been an education for me mm-hmm. personally. Uh, now, uh, you, you still got plenty of time here, but I do want to uh, really quick let people know a little bit more about where they can find more information about you. So uh, the first thing I want to show them is your website, the Transforming uh, Word. And you can see there it's www.drmikespaulD. ING.com. That's www.drmikespalding.com all together. Uh, if you guys uh, are not uh, watching us, if you're listening to us on one of the uh, great radio stations like what uh, Mike's got, and you'd like to see this thing in visual form, you can always go to www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net, and you can find all of the all the episodes there. And uh, you know, for instance, if you were to do that, you would be able to find this book cover right here. And uh, we'll let um, Mike talk about it in just a minute. He also uh, has another one that he was able to provide for me today, which is this one, Ezekiel. Uh, which, uh, Mike, you don't know this, but this is my very favorite part of the Bible. It really is. I just love to read Ezekiel 38 and 39. It scares a lot of people. It doesn't me. It thrills me. It just gets me going really good. Okay, I took up enough time. Go ahead. Yeah. So the the cover on Ezekiel, J.D., is is a, a work of art in the public domain that is uh, that depicts the Valley of Dry Bones. Ah. So that's that's what we're looking at there on that. Okay, gotcha. And yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful visual. Yeah, well, so, both, both the covers are, are beautiful. Go, go ahead, David. I'm sorry. So, how does uh, we have Daniel and Ezekiel, your new books that are out? Tell us a little bit about how they relate to today's news. Let's say. Wow. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I know it's a big can of worms. <laughs> It, it would be it would be easier to point to something and say, okay, this is the thing that doesn't apply, but everything else is going on. <laughs> everything else that's going on is talked about mm. in, in in the scriptures. So, yeah, it's this is um, we're living in an age. It's very it's very interesting. It's very exciting. Um, I don't mean to, to, to shortchange the, the, the wickedness and the evil, but I'm just saying we're actually seeing uh, the scriptures come to life and, and we can point at things and say, you know, the Bible talks about this and, and right here. Mm. And this is this is a Bible teacher's, you know, dream yeah. to, to I think it was Billy Graham. 
said preachers should have the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other hand, because what we see going on today, the scriptures already foretold. David, uh, I'm preaching to the choir when I make this statement, mm. but um, prophecy, we have to be talking about prophecy and we have to be talking about fulfillment of prophecy and we have to be pointing people the scripture has to say because prophecy in in my view and especially in the day that we live in it is evangelism actually when you talk about the prophetic fulfillment of what we're seeing and um, what's going on in the middle east especially um it's 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 like serving it to us on a silver platter here you go exactly and that's, that's and the beauty of it is, out. you know, that that's what's exciting is not the fact that all this destruction is coming, but that we're going to see the glory of the Lord come back and actually destroy all the evil and be victorious. You know, like the Let cross wasn't really that much fun, but the resurrection was fantastic. That's exactly right. Let me let me show what you just said, David. I'm going to show you in the scripture. So mm. it's a Revelation 15, verse one. And, and this is this is setting up the the uh, bold judgments that are going to be poured out in Revelation 16. So it says in in Revelation 15 verse one, John speaking. Then I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous. He describes mm-hmm. it as great and marvelous. This sign. Well, what was this great and marvelous sign? Seven angels who had seven plagues. Wait, 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 John, seven angels that had seven plagues, and this is great and marvelous. This well, is marvelous. This is marvelous. <laughs> this this is why it's great and marvelous. Because these seven plagues, which are the last, because in them the wrath of God is finished. Hey, listen, I said this mm. yesterday, David, during the teaching time at our fellowship. Evil has an expiration date, friends. It mm. is coming to a close in a hurry. Amen. These folks think they're going to get away with this forever. They're not going to get away for with this forever. The Obama regime serving their third term. Oh, did I say that out loud? Um, <laughs> it is coming to an end very, very soon. I and I'm, this is not hyperbole at all. I may live to see the return of Jesus. I'm not date setting. I'm just saying that the sign. Except it's Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) It's lining up, brothers. Well, I know I say this a lot um, to to jump in here and and bug you guys. Uh, I I say this a lot that, uh, you know, the world is following the Bible. And if people if if people are watching the news right now. Uh, if they'll pick up a Bible, then they will figure out something that those that are telling you about the news, you know, those talking heads on all the news stations, they say, well, we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know what's going to happen next. Okay, you just told me that you're not a Christian because you don't know what's happening next. I can tell you exactly what's happening next. I'm not shy about it. I'm not going to pull any punches about it, okay? Uh, we are going to see... The destruction of Damascus, I mean the complete and utter destruction of Damascus, it is going to be a, it's going to be a ruinous heap, okay, completely destroyed. It is the oldest city on the face of the earth, and it's going to be completely destroyed to the point that no human being can live there, okay? It's going to happen overnight. 
And the, uh, the reason I know that's going to happen is because the Bible tells me so in Isaiah 17, 1. You're also going to see every country, or, or many countries, I should say, from the north, south, east, and west, all attack Israel. And they've got overwhelming force. They have more force than Israel can counter. There's no way Israel can win. No way. And absolutely no country is going to step in to do anything. They're going to jump up and down and scream. You know how they do it right now. They run to the United Nations and they whine and they cry. And, oh, wait, you know, please, let's do, do something. That's all they're going to do. And they're going to think, well, Israel is done. And guess what? Those armies are going to go to the mountains of Israel and God himself is going to take them out completely. I mean, utter destruction. You will see a third temple in Israel. Don't get excited because that is the temple of the Antichrist, not of God. And seven years of tribulation follows the rapture of the church. Let me educate people about the rapture of the church really quick. You haven't heard this before, Mike, but I've got to say it because I do it in every show. Just like there is a last play in every football game. You know, the quarterback drops back, throws a pass. It's win or lose right now. No flags down. Okay? When this play is over, the game is over. Well, just like that, when the rapture occurs, your game is over. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you must go through at least part of the tribulation. I say part because... You know, you might get hit by something that's falling out of the sky. You might be driving in your car, and another car without a driver runs into you. You might be on an airplane that falls out of the sky because the pilot is a Christian. Okay? So you're going to have to go through at least part of the tribulation. You may have to go through all seven years. Hope you don't, because it's going to be the worst time the world has ever seen and ever will see. But you can avoid it all by saying a very simple prayer, and that is, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I ask for forgiveness. I know Jesus Christ died for me on the cross. I know he spent three days in the tomb. I know he rose on that third day just like he said he would. I know that he was seen by more than 500 people at the same time before he ascended to heaven. He sits at the right hand of God ready to come back and gather his church in that glorious moment that we call the rapture where every Christian living and dead will meet the Lord in the air. Then God unleashes that wrath. You say that prayer of salvation and you say it in the name of Jesus Christ and guess what? The next face you see is Jesus Christ standing right in front of you and we'll be right there with you. To celebrate that moment. So anyway, please, if you have not accepted Jesus, please do. Please do. That's the whole point of the last Christian. So uh, again, sorry to jump in on you, Mike, but you know, I got to get that in because that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that last individual to accept Jesus Christ where we can go and uh, enjoy heaven forever and ever Amen. And ever. Amen. Okay. I'd rather hear well done than I told you so. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. All right. You guys just got, yeah, y'all only got, uh, you got about four minutes, David. That's it. Oh, let's do it. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to, um, you know, just uh, touch on a few things with Mike, but I forgot what they were real quick. (laughs) Sorry about that. Yeah, it was part of the um, uh, w- with your your books. So you take your sermons that you do every week, and then you put them into book form. Is that correct? 
Yeah. So when I study, I, I, I do the deep dive and I, and I write everything out in manuscript form that serves as the book. Now, what's interesting is I don't always, usually I don't teach from my notes, whatever I've prepared. Yes. So I'll preach as the, as the spirit leads. Cause David, I can tell you on more Sundays than not, the Lord takes us off into places mm-hmm. and, and we, we, we talk about what the Lord has already determined. He wants his people to hear. Amen. So I don't always follow those notes. Maybe the major bullet points, some of them, but I've been in Revelation 15 now for about five weeks and I'm only in verse three. Mm. So that, that gives <laughs> yep. you an idea what I'm talking about. I know no wonder you two guys are friends. Good. Great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yep. good. Yep. So, um, Mike and I actually met when uh, he was doing a conference here in New York City, and uh, you know the Lord brought us together like immediately. And I yeah. I knew it was going to be a long term relationship because he actually made me give him my Trump Cyrus half shekel temple coin, and I was like, oh man, <laughs> he's like, trust me, yeah. it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was actually shocked, uh, honored that you did that. It's like, yeah, hey, the Lord told me to give it to you, so I'm just being obedient. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's get some coffee quick. <laughs> let's get some coffee. Yeah, JD, I don't know if David's ever talked to you about queens, but ooh, my goodness, I, <laughs> I wouldn't live there if you gave me a free house. That's, well, that's, you know, I. I worked for American Airlines for many, many years. And um, so I've been to New York more times than I could count, Um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and especially, you know, traveling overseas or whatever. But uh, I lived there for a short period of time, um, working in one of the airports there. Uh, But nothing like what you guys have. I mean, you know, my... I was Mr. Fix-It, Mike. I went into stations that were broken, okay, and mm-hmm. I fixed them, and then they moved me somewhere else. So, you know, mm-hmm. my best recollection of it, you know, give or take, about six months that I was there, you know, and that mm-hmm. uh, as far as, you know, on a full-time basis. Uh, believe it or not, guys, we're coming to the end of the show. And, ah. um, Mike, I, one more time before uh, before we lose you, I do want you to uh, tell us once again about your station and I'm going to put your website up here uh, also for people to uh, take a look at there. But uh, I'm going to give you one last opportunity to talk about it. you got about a minute. Okay. So it's WTTPFM, WTTPFM.com. Listen live. You can stream us wherever you're at, uh, computer, phone, laptop, tablet, whatever. Um, and, uh, again, it's 24-7 Bible teaching. We do have some specialized programming uh, on the weekends, some apologetics programs, some theology programs, some programs that are aimed toward uh, teenagers, both girls and boys, towards grandparents that are raising their grandchildren. That's a thing. I got two right now. And unfortunately, I got to cut you off right there because we are out of time for this, uh, for the first half of the show. Now, for everybody else, we do want you to hang around. Depending on the radio station, I don't know how long uh, the break's going to be, but we'll be back uh, with the second half of the show. We're going to get into the news now. We're going to tell you what's going on. So just hang in there with us, and we'll be back after the break with the second half of The Last Christian. From Feature Story.
Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. The US is urging Israel to put a premium on civilian life as its bombardment of Gaza continues. Officials in Gaza say over 18,000 people have been killed since Israel began its response to Hamas terror attacks on the 7th of October. The UN climate summit taking place in Dubai risks ending in failure due to disagreements about the future role of fossil fuels. Delegates from oil-rich countries at COMP28 want to see more use of carbon capture technology to limit harmful emissions from traditional energy sources. But many scientists and developed nations believe that drastically reducing the use of fossil fuels is the only way to stop global warming. For many delegates, one glimmer of hope is an increased focus on the importance of renewables. Bruce Douglas is CEO of the Global Renewables Alliance. Interestingly, at this COP, renewables has been welcomed uh, at the highest level. As you've seen, there's a pledge now from over 130 countries to triple renewable energy by 2030. I mean, that's an enormously significant step for us, and we see it's a historic moment. But it's still not fast enough, and that's the point, and that's the message we're trying to get across here. Russian jailed opposition politician Alexei Navalny is missing from the penal colony where he's serving time, according to his legal team. He was due to appear in a court hearing from the prison where he's serving his 11-and-a-half-year term. The prison authorities informed Navalny's team he was no longer among the inmates at the facility. Daria Bondachuk reports from the Russian capital. The legal team of the jailed Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny, blacklisted by Moscow for extremism, raised alert over their defendant's fate. Navalny was due to appear in a court hearing from his prison last Thursday by video link, but the prison authorities failed to arrange the conference, citing technical issues. His legal team has since been unable to reach him or find out his whereabouts. The prison authorities notified the lawyers on Monday that Navalny was no longer among the inmates at the facility. Navalny aides have been preparing for his transfer to a special regime colony after he was sentenced in August to an additional 19-year term. Daria Bondarchuk, Moscow. UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak faces a key vote later on legislation for the government's Rwanda migration scheme. The proposed bill is the latest attempt to revive a deportation policy designed to act as a deterrent to bring down illegal migration. Some MPs on the right of the party say it doesn't go far enough. Mark Garnier sits with the One Nation Conservatives, a centrist caucus that is backing the bill. We feel that whilst, you know, for some people this is a little bit uh, harsher than perhaps they would feel comfortable with, at the end of the day, as long as this bill does not change or get any tougher, we're prepared to support it all the way through to the end. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. And welcome back to the second half of Last Christian. My name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas and joining me from New York, New York. Mr. David Paxton. David, uh, Mike Spaulding, is a, that, that was incredible. I enjoyed having him on the show, uh, taking the time to join us uh, today, and hopefully we'll be able to get him on again. I appreciate you finding him for me. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get him back. Uh, you know, his, his schedule is getting tighter and tighter as the demand for him goes up. But he really is a pastor's pastor. He's, um, you know, he... he continuously gives me wisdom uh in our counseling and what we have to do and he's just like oh no i don't know what to do let me call mike (laughs) well you you said something there that that triggered a uh uh see on uh ads that pop up on my computer Uh, there's one Mm -hmm. that says pastor it's a cap it says pastor and it, it said 
a warning, anything you say or do may be used in a sermon. Uh, I, I, I may buy him that cap and <laughs> send it to him. I like it. <laughs> All right, we do have a lot of news uh, today uh, that that we that we need to get to, and um, some of it's kind of scary. It really is, um, and I'm going to start it off with something I rarely do this, and that is to play an actual uh, persecution report. But mm-hmm. it kind of plays into this. You notice that today's title is NATO allies fear Russian invasion. Mm-hmm. You may not think that that's important it plays into it but it really does uh but anyway let's listen to this real quick new reports confirm that christians are being targeted for kidnap and ransom in nigeria sometimes by bandits hungry for cash sometimes by islamist militants determined to drive christians off the land In November, kidnappers shot a pastor dead after receiving a million naira ransom payment from his church. A report by UK parliamentarians heard that almost 90% of Christians kidnapped around the world are taken in Nigeria. Even larger numbers are being murdered or forced to flee. UK-based Release International describes an epidemic of kidnapping and murder which is forcing Christians from their homes in a bid to Islamize Nigeria. Fulani militants attacked Monday Ali's home in Niger state. He returned to find a scene of devastation. He told Release International, they killed my parents and burned their house and their bodies. They kidnapped my brothers and five sisters. They're holding my sisters as sex slaves. A new report by International Christian Concern claims more than 500 Christians were killed in 55 attacks over just four months. They say Christians experience a disproportionate share of the killings and kidnappings. Nigeria has become a burial ground for believers of the Christian faith and is arguably the most dangerous place to be a Christian in the world today. These reports confirm what Release International and others have long been saying, that Nigeria has become the kidnapped capital of the world and Christians are being targeted in an attempt to drive them off their lands. Release International's calling for tighter security to eradicate this epidemic of abductions and to protect Nigeria's vulnerable Christian communities. But let Faith and Monday Ali have the last word. Although he's lost his entire family, Monday told us, I can forgive, but it's very hard to forget what happened. When I read the Bible, the word of God, I'm comforted. Please pray that my sisters are released from captivity so I can give God the glory. So if you think that, um, you know, this kind of thing is just there, then I want you to, and I'm not trying to scare anybody to death, but you do need to pay attention. Um, There is a show. It airs every Friday evening or Saturday evening. I can't remember. Um, It's called Real Time with Bill Maher. And Bill Maher, I'm not, you know, I won't receive any criticism for this. He would gladly say that I'm telling the truth when I say that Bill Maher is an atheist. He does not believe in God. He makes fun of God all the time. 
Uh, he even uh, came out with a, uh, a show and a book, uh, a religious, something about religion, you know, uh, a play on words where it made it uh, sound terrible. And he had a guest on his show. And the guest is somebody that, that people will know. He's a longtime Democratic strategist by the name of James Carville. He is the uh, former, um, he, he was associated with Bill Clinton when Bill Clinton was running for president of the United States. And, you know, it, it's the economy, stupid. That's what, that, that was his mm -hmm. deal. That's what he came up with, okay? Now, as I said, he's a longtime Democratic strategist, and um, he has accused the House Speaker, Mike Johnson, of being a Christian nationalist who poses, now listen to this carefully, because this is an exact quote, a bigger threat than Al-Qaeda. That's how he began his interview with, with Bill Maher. Now, uh, to make matters worse, the panel on Bill Maher's television show offered no illusions that they intended to target all believing Christians. Moments before the ex this exchange, host Bill Maher described the Bible as, quote, a book that subscribes to conspiracy theories and homophobic insults. Uh, there's also another panelist here, uh, Dave Rubin, who identifies as gay and conservative, smirked, and nodded in the view of at least two members of the panel anyone who believes the scriptures is indistinguishable from osama bin laden hmm. so as you can see they're coming after us now okay uh okay good yeah you know, right now they're going after the jews there's i don't think there's any doubt about that you've seen all of the all the stuff that's going on in all these universities uh, the we we mentioned on the last show that there were three um, presidents of universities, uh, Penn, Harvard, and MIT, who appeared before the U.S. Congress, and uh, when asked uh, if um, talking about killing Jews was against their code of conduct, they said, "Well, it it's it applies to the con what context it's in." Now, mm -hmm, they got a mm -hmm. lot of backlash, and I can say with glee that uh, the president of Penn has resigned, so we're still waiting on two. So one down, two to go. Although I should also say that Penn, while they accepted her resignation, they kept her on as a tenured professor in political science, so she'll continue her work there. Yeah. Any, any comment yeah, on that, David? That's standard. They they don't want to get rid of her, but they want to make it like look like it's good. But um, you know, as far as uh, Bill Maher and all those other people, yeah, it the Satan's just a little scared girl running away, peeing his pants, mm -hmm. got his panties in a bunch, and these are all his little rats that are caught in a cage and is squealing and squealing and squealing, you know, to let me out. I really don't pay much attention to him. But you got to remember, you know, if Satan's whining, that means. 
the word of God is ramping up, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. We, we could see this. And whenever Satan tries to come against me, I just thank him for the reminder that he is a liar, and that means the exact opposite is going to happen. Right. Whatever you want, that's it's just proof that the opposite is going to happen because, you know, he is the father of lies. Right. Which means if he opens his mouth, he's lying. So if he's filling up all these politicians and, he, and he's filling these people up, so the, you know he's on the show, oh, you know, they're like bin Laden, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, great. That means they're not because mm-hmm. he's a liar. Right. So you can, you can easily decipher all this. And I know, you know, as a, from, with a conservative bent, we tend to you know, start to get mad and get in an uproar. But that is what Satan wants. I just do what the Lord does, and he laughs at them and say, oh, okay, thank you for reminding me, you know, that, you know, Jesus' blood has won. And like like Mike was saying, or, you know, in the first half of the show, it's just that reminder that he is, like, right around the corner. Everything's wrapping up, and what a blessing it is, what glory it is that God thought enough of us to be here at this time when he's about to shine the greatest triumph in the history of the world. Right, right. I agree totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put scripture up here real quick. Okay. This is uh, 2 Timothy Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5. I think it fits. Um, yep. David, can, can you see that? Hell yeah. Right, I'll let you yeah, read it. Let me read that. Sure. Yeah, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, and having a form of godliness, but denying its power. From such people, turn away. Yeah, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and just put the next one up here as well, because I think, I think it's important people see this. Second Timothy 3, verses 6 mm-hmm. through 9. Okay, for of this sort, remember he told us to turn away, for of right. this sort, are those who creep into the households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I, You know what? I think he read, this is about Facebook. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, it right. kind of fits, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now, as uh, Janice and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning their faith, and they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all, as theirs also was. In other words, they lose. In the end, yeah. they lose. And, you know, that's that's the important thing here. I'm going to put more scripture up, but this time we're, I'm going to Matthew. We're going to go to Matthew uh, chapter number 24, verses 3 through 8. And this deals with uh, what is fast approaching. Go ahead, David. Mm-hmm. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? 
And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed and no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Yeah, and the pain. important word there is beginning. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's, not, it's not that it's going to happen and it's over. No, it's going to happen and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Now then, ask yourself a question. Everybody out there, ask yourself a question. Have things gotten worse this year than last year? How about from uh, this year to five years ago, 10 years ago, mm. or maybe if you're old enough, 20 years ago? And I think that you will have to agree that, yeah, things are getting worse. I was able, as a child, to play outside. I, I didn't even have to tell my parents I was going. I just kicked the door open, ran outside, played with my friends. I got on a bicycle and rode all over the, all over the neighborhood and really all over the city. Mm-hmm. I would be convicted right now of child abuse or child neglect if I, did, if I did that with my grandchildren because there's too many evil people out there ready to do evil to them. They can't have the kind of freedom that, that I had as, as a kid. And I live in a rural area, okay? I can't even imagine living in New York City. Good grief. What, what do you have to say about that, David? Well, yeah, I mean, um, you know, even in some of the um, banks I'm working in, I got the word today, people are just walking into the banks. And then the people that are online, uh, they'll just walk up to the teller, grab their money, and run out the door. Yeah. I'm like, what in the world is going mm-hmm. on here? Mm-hmm. And it's like that. Now that's brazen. And they, they know that, you know, the cops probably aren't going to do anything. And as long as they get away and get out, um, they, they just get away with it. Same thing you see all over the news with the people um, bussing into stores, just grabbing everything and running out. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's everything, everything the Bible talked about. And it's ramping up. But on the other side of that, you know, I have the. uh quake feed which is an earthquake app uh for the ipad and uh, let me tell you i have it set on five and above because mm-hmm. it's it's just crazy and it's just banging and banging this past week i've had over i think it was like 500 different bings of of earthquakes around the world 5.0 and above yeah and, and it's that's just not a little insane. bitty one. that's not a little one that's a big yeah one. yeah that yeah, I had, I had to turn it up because I was, you know, they were constant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. turn up to five. I might have to turn it up to six, but they're increasing everything. And he says, like, it, that says sorrows, but it's really like birth pains. And we all know the birth pains, right. they'll come and it'll be, you'll see one. And then you'll see one a little later and you'll see one. But when, when it's time, they come faster, quicker, and stronger and increase in, in frequency. And that's what we're seeing. And that was his reference. You're going to see all of these things increase in frequency and strength. And that's precisely where we are right now. That's because evil is taking over. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's really, really beginning to take over. And you notice uh, what I put up there today was a NATO ally fears a Russian invasion. And Mm -hmm. uh, now this NATO ally isn't a lightweight. Okay, this isn't Sweden, you know, and I, I mean, 
I've been to Sweden, and I mean they got a they got a armies and all that kind of stuff. But but against Russia, nah, nah they, you know they're not they're not ready for that. I'm talking about Germany. Uh, hmm. Germany, of course, is the center of a couple of world wars. <laughs> but uh, Karsten Brewer, he's the highest ranking soldier of the German military and an ally uh, of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO. And he told the German media this past Saturday that he fears Russia may invade Germany to start a defensive war. Now, that's scary. Because remember, any attack on a NATO nation uh, will result, at least it's supposed to result, in uh, all NATO countries declaring war on, the, on that invader. So you've got NATO versus Russia, both with nuclear weapons, and China's back in Russia, as is North Korea, as is Iran. Uh, so World War III would be an end-all. Okay? It's not going to happen. Okay, I mean, I don't want, I'm, I'm not going to scare you guys. It's, world War III isn't going to end the world. God ends the world, not World War III. But that doesn't mean that we don't have to experience it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be um, a lot. That's Takarma, right? Um, but, you know, even um, some, some people postulate that uh, as the... Uh, Jews were spread out among the nations that they became some of these nations too. Even, even um, like the British, Barit Aish, Barit Aish means a covenant man. And so they claim their descendants of that too. So we're going to see all of this, um, these covenant type wars going on as well. And I think that has something to do with the uh, Russia and Germany. Well, you know, I'm, I, this this is being reported not by some little small thing. This is being reported mm-hmm. by Newsweek. Newsweek is reporting this. And they said that they reached out to Germany's Ministry of Defense and mm-hmm. NATO, um, as well as the Russian government. And it said in October, Russian state television propagandist Vladimir Solovov threatened on his show that Germany will eventually exist under a Russian flag. So, you know, hmm. they're, they're making no secret of this. You know, they, they are, they're not saying, oh, no, we wouldn't do that. They're saying, oh, yeah, you're going to live under us. You know, they're, they're making they're that it clear. Confident. That, that's wild because, you know, here they are uh, supposedly fighting the whole world when they're fighting Ukraine, yet that now they're talking about other people, too, as if it's, oh, that's nothing. Let me yeah. let me go take over some other nation. <laughs> right now, uh, mm. one thing that is helping them is spies. Okay, mm. and now this one th- this one is really scary to me because this is this is an American uh, make an American mistake. I guess the best way to say it. I'm talking here about a guy by the name of Manuel Rocha. His name is actually Victor Manuel Rocha. He was born October 23rd, 1950. In Colombia, okay, Colombia, mm-hmm. from November 1991 to July 1994, he served as the deputy chief of the U.S. Embassy in Santo Domingo. Uh, from July 1994 to July 1995, he worked as the director of Inter-American Affairs on the U.S. National Security Council. 
influencing diplomacy with the Cuban government. Between 1995 and July 1997, he operated as the deputy principal officer of the U.S. interest section of the embassy of Switzerland in Havana, Cuba, which was the de facto U.S. embassy until the 2015 Cuban thaw, which normalized diplomatic relations. Between July 1997 and November 1995, he served as the deputy chief of the U.S. Embassy in Buenos Aires, where he also served in Italy. And this guy uh, has been arrested now. Uh, by the way, he has like dual citizenship with the Dominican Republic as well as the United States. Uh, he was arrested in Miami, Florida, uh, where he was living. This was on December the 1st as an illegal alien agent of the Cuban government, uh, he was hmm. actually selling security secrets to them. And so, anyway, th- how does somebody that's born in another country, I mean, I don't expect them to be loyal to the United States. No, and, you, you and, would think that uh, he would do that. Matter of fact, even the uh, some of the laws say that you have to be uh, a natural born citizen. And by the way, natural born citizen means that both your parents have to be an American yeah. citizen and you got to be born on American soil. And that has uh, been overlooked. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's people that shouldn't have been president uh, that we're not going to talk about, but <laughs> <laughs> his parents weren't American citizens. But anyway, uh, yeah. um, I want to point something out here, too. In, in Revelation chapter 17, it talks about the ten horns. Okay. This is a really interesting point, which not too many prophecy teachers bring out, but I tend to bring it out every single time. In verse 12, it says, the ten horns which you saw are ten kings. Okay, great. So the kings there is Basilo, um, and it's kind of kind of means like rulers. So kings is a good translation of it. But check this out. It says... Ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength to the beast. Okay? Think about that. Okay. They don't have any kingdoms. We're putting people in power, and we can see that. You can see this this fruitcake, Soros out there and you know who is he that all of a sudden you're giving them all this power who is bill gates that you're giving them all this power who who are these people that all of a sudden you're giving them all this power and they're they think they're kings you know of, of mm-hmm. sorts and they'll all have one mind we see that and they're going to give their strength and power to the beast and that's that's really where the problem is it's not people think oh it's going to be these 10 big nations no it's literally says there's 10 kings. There's these 10 men that don't even have a kingdom yet. That's crazy. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, now, I've, I've got a lot. Actually, I've got a lot more news that uh, that I had intended for today's show. But we were mm-hmm. able to get uh, we, we were able to get Mike Spalding on, Dr. Mike Spalding on mm-hmm. today. So I'm not able to go into it as detail. It's going to keep. Because it's you know things are progressing yeah. in that direction, be plenty more. and yeah, uh, yeah, there's there is plenty more. Trust me, there is a lot more. 
Um, we've got Iran is making threats again um, toward the world, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also... I would like to get one more thing in here if possible. I'm trying to locate it right now. Yeah, let's get it in. Um, Which is that Tehran is warning about an explosion if the war continues. And they say, we do not recognize Israel as a government. It's just been an occupying power for 75 years. And uh, they say that that, uh, the United States must abandon their unconditional and unwavering support for Israel. He said also, he went on to say that the only thing that they have in common is that neither one of them uh, support a two-state solution. And, uh, and you know, that, how clear can you get? We don't want Israel around. We're, we'll never recognize them. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty clear. But um, mm-hmm. to, uh, to give a little bit more to it very, very quickly, uh, again, Tehran is giving that warning, but Gallant, the uh, defense minister there, in Israel, he said uh, many of Hamas's terrorists are, are surrendering to IDF uh, from the October seventh. Said uh, Hamas is on the verge of uh, dissolution. Uh, I can't even say it. Falling apart. Okay, it's, yep. it's what uh, the <laughs> the IDF is is taking over all of its last strongholds. And he added that Israel has no intention to maintain a permanent presence in the uh, Gaza Strip. Uh, Also, according to the Israel uh, National News, 140 terrorists have been apprehended uh, since the operation, operational pause stopped. Okay, that's 140. Over 500 Hamas and Islamic uh, Jihad terrorists have been apprehended by the IDF so far in all of this stuff. So anyway, we'll have a lot more on all this. Um, Not in the next show. But in the show after that, because the next mm-hmm. show is is a show that where we do verse by verse uh, with with David. Uh, he is he is the expert here, and this is uh, a, bur- a verse by verse study of the Bible, uh, and we do that in in the uh, second show of each and every week. Uh, if you uh, Need again to you know can't find it on the radio station that you're listening to right now or on podcast or whatever. You can always again go to www.lastchristian.net. www.lastchristian.net. You'll be able to find it there. And David, I, I think you've got it on your site as well, or uh, at least mm-hmm. a, uh, could you give everybody that web address real quick? And you only got like ten seconds, so make it quick. <laughs> Hiddenday.com. <laughs> Hiddenday.com. The Hiddenday.com all together. Yep. Okay. Uh, now that that midweek show is coming up next and we hope that you'll be there with us and we look forward to seeing you at that time until then if you hadn't accepted christ get on it right now until next time good night and god bless Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net until the trumpet sounds. Are you prepared for an emergency or disaster? Because it's not a matter of if, but when. Don't find yourself saying, (laughs) When the storm rolls in, my time to find a pet-friendly evacuation center will have run out. 
the scorching heat wave will leave me powerless to cool my insulin. I'll face a hurricane without meds. Now that's a tough pill to swallow. Let's prepare so we all have a better story to tell. Get started at ready.gov slash older adults. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.